As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lip, and you are listening to Clutter Free Academy. And I'm so excited to have my co host, Aaron McPherson, on. Hey, Aaron. Hi, Kathy. Okay, so here's my question for you. And I honestly don't know the answer to this question. Do you collect anything? No, I did at one point, but then I got tired of storing the collection. And so I sold it all to an antique store. Okay, wait, so wait, there wait. Was a- I need to guess <laughs> what it is. I need to guess what it is. Okay, yeah, you guess. Okay. It it was it was dishes of some sort. You're right. I think you saw them at my house. Did I? Okay, so I knew that right. there was something with dishes. Okay, what kind of dishes were they? So there was a point that I had gone to a Christmas brunch at our church and I had seen this woman, you know, the kind where like every woman comes in and sets their own table for the group. And I'd seen this woman's table and it was like gorgeous. And she had these antique glass dishes on her um, table and I wanted them. So I went and checked on eBay and they were like a bazillion dollars. <laughs> so I started kind of like looking around antique stores and getting a few of them. Mm-hmm. And there was a point that I had a lot of them mm-hmm. and I really loved them, but I have a lot of kids and I never, ever, ever used them. Yeah. And I was like just storing them and I was constantly worried someone was going to break them. So I sold the whole batch to an antique store. Okay. What color were they? Red. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, you're not really in the stage of life where you're putting on teas at your house. You do a lot of entertaining, but I don't, I don't see you doing a lot of teas. No. Well, and like we, I tried to use them for Christmas, but I remember even at Christmas feeling like they were too nice to use for Christmas and then like having to hand wash them all. So like after two years of not even using them for Christmas, I was like, they're just going to go away. Yeah. So anyway, I, um, I actually traded them for that. Um, the antique store that I sold them to had, um, that hutch that I have in my kitchen, the green uh, one that I love. So I traded them for the um, upscaling of that antique. That, that hutch. hutch is gorgeous. Okay. So Aaron, I need you to make a promise that you'll take a picture of the hutch so we can put it up here on the blog. Cause I think we'll everybody will want to see. Yeah. You know, I have, I do have one collection. It's so funny. It's dishes, but, uh, it's, it's, uh, this log cabin pattern that my mom started for me when, uh, I was a newlywed. And so it's got snowmen and log cabins. I'll see if I can find a. Well, I can take a picture. I know where they're at. 
but I, I don't collect them anymore. They've discontinued the pattern and we don't actually use them. I display them every year. So you, you've seen my red hutch. I put them all up in my red hutch, which is right now my coffee center. So I don't know what I'm going to do because am I going to give up my, my coffee hutch? I don't think so, but I'll figure something. Say you can't give that up. You I have know. to keep your coffee. Hutch. My coffee hutch makes me super happy, but uh, you know, it's really interesting. At one point I broke one of those dishes and it was a dish that I didn't use very often, but I just knew that it was missing and it bugged me. And I, I can't even tell you how much I paid to replace that dish. I'm embarrassed. I can't even say it out loud, but I don't say it. We need to know. We need to know how much this bugged you. It was a, okay. It was, it was, it was there, you know, they had the cream and sugar little things, right? And Kimber accidentally broke the sugar bowl. I paid 125. I'm so mortified. I can't even believe I'm telling you this. $125 for that sugar bowl because it was a set and I needed it to be a set, even though I didn't use. Okay, that's why we're talking about, I call it possession obsession. You know, you just when you get something in your brain, it's like, I have to have it. And now I look at that and I say, okay, how ridiculous was that? But I can still get those feelings. Like if there was a, if there was a pair of boots that went up to my knee that covered my thigh, uh, not my thighs, excuse me. I don't need those kind of boots. That, <laughs> I was like, wow, what kind of boots are you wearing? <laughs> uh, over my calves. And just understand, I have extra wide calves and I have tried on some extra wide calf boots that didn't even they weren't even extra. Uh, anyway, that's a whole nother topic about the fashion industry. But I know that there are times when I could get obsessed with a certain possession, like I have to have to have it. Um, and I, I've really been struggling with this because I, well, I just wrote an article for girlfriends and God, where I talked about this, where I, I know that sometimes when I feel like I'm lacking, it's the time where I end up just going to home goods just to walk around or what's your go-to place, Aaron? I would say it's probably anthropology. But uh, when you go there just to walk around, then you find something. And like you said, then yeah, you don't need it. I didn't even know about anthropology until you and Kim Nallen came into my lives. And uh, yeah, now I'm a little I every time I go there, I'm like, well, of course, I need a forty two dollar journal. And so then I have to like walk away and it's it's beautiful. But I know you get a lot of things on sale there. You're you're a very you know shrewd shopper. But and some of you, you when you buy a shirt from anthropology, you wear it a lot. I'm not saying, you know, you wear it too much but you get use out of it. Whereas yeah. I, I know a lot of people, you know, they shop just to shop. And when I go and I help people clean out their closets, because that's something I've been doing lately, just as my spiritual act of service, I, <laughs> I am amazed. I, I shouldn't be amazed because this is how I used to be too. So many things still have the tags on them. Like they're never, they've mm -hmm. never been worn. So 
I was really trying to understand and go a little deeper on this. And of course, one of my guiding verses is Matthew 6, 21. I mean, it just totally nails it for where your treasure is there. Your heart will be also and trying to think, what am I spending my money on? And yes, we give to charity. Yes, we tithe. We do all the things you're supposed to be doing. But if I have an extra thirty eight dollars, I don't know that my first inclination is to say, hey, who can I give this to charity and thirty eight dollars? came to mind because of Compassion International. Um, just a little, you know, it's it's where my brain goes. But I'm just wondering what what causes you to want to go buy? Is there is there a feeling that like when you've gone and you're like, why did I buy all this stuff? You can trace it back to to something else. I know for me, there are a couple of things. One, it's it's boredom. And I I do not have a boring life. I have a pretty awesome, exciting life and I love what I get to do. But if especially if I'm traveling somewhere and I have a couple of hours, I'm like, I cannot go on my email one more time. I will shoot myself. I I can find myself in some places and it's just it's the it's looking for a little pick me up, a little excitement. And my other thing is I would I would say the the root uh, feeling is shame, like especially if I'm going to go speak somewhere and I'm not feel you know, I just don't feel put together or I don't feel like I this is a crowd I'm going to fit in. So sometimes what I found myself doing is buying clothes that I think will make me fit in. And so I know that when I start to understand some of those root causes, it can keep me from it. It becomes a spiritual issue instead of an emotional or you know material issue. So I'm wondering what some of your your triggers might be. Yeah, I'm. Interestingly, clothes don't really do that for me. I tend to be the person who has like two pairs of jeans and wears them over and over. Like you said, yeah, Um, I'd like to have like a couple that I really like, but I'm not really like a compulsive clothing shopper, probably because I hate trying things on. Um, (laughs) But I was thinking about this when I read your article and the thing that came to mind for me is stuff for my kids. Um, you know, my kids, I like, so I love books Mm -hmm. and my kids love books. And so I like to keep this little stack of books in this hiding place in my closet. So when something good comes up, I can be like, Oh, I have a book for you. And Mm -hmm. I realized the other day that, um, I had like 20 books in there waiting (laughs) for my kids because I'll like go into Amazon and I'll be like, Oh, I should get another book for my kids, you know, for that time in the future that they might need it. Right. And, um, eventually there's a lot of books books, especially for my kids, but also for me that I haven't read that, or they haven't read, or they haven't even seen that are just waiting. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply for them to read. So that was one thing I thought about. And then the other thing I tend to do that, um, is an obsession is 
I get on the morning meeting. We have like a morning call and sometimes people are going on and on and on. I hope no one ever listens to this. <laughs> I didn't mean that about everyone going on and on and on. Anyway, I, I, um, I start going on to Jane because Jane has all these like cutesy things and they're not very oh, expensive. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, I need a cute little Halloween pumpkin to put on my hearth. <laughs> and so then every day I'm like ordering like two $5.99 things, but there's like no reason for it. Yeah, it's it's probably it's boredom. It's just boredom. And we do not lead boring lives, but we have these pockets. And I think for me, at least, my life is so filled up with noise. I almost don't know what to do sometimes with the quiet I'm having. Mm -hmm. And when I say quiet, it's not just quiet as in auditory, but it's visual. And it's my time trying to find the quiet in there. So I... One of the things I'm doing, and I have to tell you how hard this is for me, you know me, I am trying to, for the first half hour I get up in the morning and the last half hour at night, not be on my phone, not be on my computer, except, well, okay, I'm sometimes on my computer to write, but I don't turn on the web. And can I just tell you, I feel like the world is going to fall apart if I'm not there to check in. Like, yeah, I can't. I mean, I'm sitting here going, that would be so hard for me, too. Like, I feel like I must. I mean, I'm sure sure if I took half an hour off my phone, I would get a text message that I ob obviously had to read that instant. <laughs> because otherwise the world will not function without us. Right. So, yeah, trying to train myself for quiet in not just in what I'm listening to or having the TV on, but really like putting pockets of quiet in my life where I am not tempted. Cause can I just tell you Amazon prime It is my favorite thing and my least favorite thing all at the same time. And Oh, it's the worst. I mean, I, that's my thing with it. Like you said, like Amazon prime, you, you order like you need to order something that you need. And then like, oh, well, I'm on it. I might as well ship seven other things to myself. And oh, my, order them. Yes, yes. And so one of the things I have now told myself is I am not ordering anything on Amazon Prime until I've checked with Roger. Now, this is not like a submissive, not that there's anything wrong with that kind of thing. It's just that Roger doesn't tend to order stuff on Amazon Prime, except if, you know, like batteries, like that's his big splurge. We ran out of batteries, so he goes on to Amazon Prime. But I need to make sure that what I'm doing isn't done out of impulse or just out of boredom or out of, I just need a little something in my life. I need to be doing it because it's something that we actually need. And can I tell you how how um, grounding it is to have to go share that with Roger? Like, I think I need a new journal, which he could see through that a thousand times over. The last thing I need in my life is a new <laughs> journal. Like I just, I need to use the journals I have. And so if I'm embarrassed to go talk to him about it, it's probably not the best idea. Another thing that really helps me when I've got that impulse to, to buy is say, okay, how much is this trip going to cost me? I to think about it in advance. Yesterday I had a meeting at church and they kept delaying the meeting. They had other meetings going on. And my first thought was, where can I go buy something? Which is crazy. There's not a thing in the world I need right now. And so I thought if I go into Home Goods or I go into Target 
It is, I, I've looked at my Target receipts. My average Target shopping trip is about $70. Now, I'm not saying yeah. that that's bad, but, you know, you throw in a cute shirt here, you put some makeup in here, you need these cleaning products, and they all may be legit, but it's $70 for me to walk into that store. So what I did instead was I drove to the church parking lot and I got on the phone with my friend Susie Flory, and that was absolutely free. And so, and I enjoyed enjoyed it more. Yeah. I never have time to call people, but for some reason I have time to go to home goods. Can you tell them a little obsessed with home goods right now? I I kind of love home goods too. Yeah. It's like, I mean, if I, if I didn't have to go there, I don't like to go to stores, but if I didn't have to go there, I would um, go there a lot. Yeah. It's so, but I agree with your ideas. Like I was thinking about my rule with Jane I've made with myself because like I said, I was spending like 10, $15 a day, but it was like every day. Cause during the morning meeting, my rule is, is I can put anything I want in the cart, but I have to go back after lunch to buy it. And guess what? I never go back after lunch because I always forget. Oh, that's and so if, interesting. if I really cared, I'm sure I would go back. Right, right. If I still wanted it at the end. Absolutely. Well, it was so interesting because the other night you guys have charming Charlie's where you're yes, you have charming Charlie's. We, we have do, charming Charlie's. We do not have charming Charlie's in my area, which what? I know. I mean, I should, we're talking about possession obsession, but how do you survive without Charming Charlie? I know, I know, I know. And so it, it's kind of like Chick-fil-A for me. We finally got a Chick-fil-A here, but I never go because I think of it as my out of town treat. And that's just, that's a good rule. Now we've got one in Emeryville, which is about an hour and a half from us. And I'm sure we have some closer. Please don't let me know where they are, people. I don't need to know where Charming Charlie's is near me, but we were there and I was shopping for probably a half an hour and I bought two pairs of earrings that I wanted for a photo shoot. And there was this scarf that I just absolutely love, but I'm like, I don't know if I would wear it. I need to, I need to put it aside. And so what I did was I walked around for a half hour and I actually did come back and get it. And so, and there was a scarf there for my mom that I wanted to get her as well, because it was, um, it was my parents' 50th wedding anniversary and I wanted to do something nice for them, for, for my mom. Um, you know, my dad's passed away. I wanted to do something to celebrate her. So we went to Charming Charlie's and um, let me just tell you, my mom has much better resistance than I do when it comes to this kind of stuff. <laughs> she's, she's good. So, yeah. So I love that putting, you know, saying I need to make a decision for later and then counting the cost before you go. And I think the other thing that has really helped me is as I've gotten rid of the clutter in my house, knowing what I actually have, and that has been huge. It, you know, all this fall stuff is coming out right now. And I, I love me a pumpkin, like you were talking about a little pumpkin just makes me so happy. I can't even stand it. Well, I know that we have three metal pumpkins that go on our front porch. And we also have these three velvet pumpkins that go in our house. Do I need any more pumpkins than that? So actually, Probably. I, just kidding. Aaron, you're not helping. No, <laughs> but to know what we have, because how many times have I gone and bought something and it's almost exactly like something I've had. So understanding and counting the cost. Guys, we're going to have a link to this, uh, this, article about possession obsession that's going to be over at girlfriends and gods where we talk about books we talk about home goods we talk about it all and how do we discipline ourselves to make sure that we're putting our time attention and let's just say our money and our space 
to what really matters. So thank you for letting Aaron and I have this confession time. So, you know, all of our deep, dark secrets. And is it bad that I want to go check out Jane.com? Cause I don't even know what that is. Um, oh, don't do it. Kathy. <laughs> this is going to be another time I get in trouble for introducing you to something that you don't need to know. Don't. Okay. I'm resisting. No, Jane. I, no, I'm going to make sure this is on the record that I said that. So Roger knows that I was the one who said, don't go. Okay. But anthropologies anyway, never mind. No, no, no. Um, but I really do. I want my, my stuff to, to honor what my, my priorities are. And it's so easy in the moment to say just this one time, just this one time, just this one time. But if I really do want to be a person who gives a a large portion of my income away to charities I believe in, gives it back to the church. If I want my home to be clutter-free so that I can focus on the things that are important to me, if I want to value relationships over stuff, then this is something that I need to constantly be working on and improving on. And so guys, thanks for letting us having our therapy session in front of you. Guys, you've been listening to Clutter-Free Academy. I've been with my co-host, Aaron McPherson. We go, we pray that you make it a clutter-free day. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.